0: Save your seat now at com. That's growandemaiallist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. So if you are not catching my drift here, so much of how we make money while we step away or rest is leveraged off of getting people to our content. And once we get there, we have a plan for them. One of the biggest things I learned this year is that rest does not need to be earned, but it sometimes does need to be scheduled. In fact, in my book, How Are You Really?, I have an entire chapter dedicated to this notion of resting and why it has to be an integral part of your journey. And as many of you know, our sweet little second daughter, Quinn, was born in November of 2021. And I had worked and prepped for months, literally creating a giant Google Doc. I'm not kidding. The moment I got a positive pregnancy test, I wanted to be able to take off a full three plus months for maternity leave. And so I knew having done it before that I needed to start planning from day one. And today's episode isn't just about me resting though. It's about how we as an entire team took two full weeks off during the holidays and still brought in a substantial amount of income. And I don't normally talk about numbers like this, but I want to share because I want it to inspire you. And of course, it's easy to rest when you've got people picking up your slack. So I didn't want to just stop at maternity leave because it's easy to say, well, of course you have a team, but I do want to take a moment to talk about things like company culture and giving your whole team a break without fear that you're going to lose momentum or sales and establishing rhythms in your business so that you know that your business can run while you rest. And this topic is actually feeling really fresh today. And it's honestly kind of been a little bit of a brush up for me because I also scheduled in a month long period of more recent rest and lighter work that happened after my book launch, not just for me, but also for my team, just a slower pace. I wanted to really hit the brake pedal. And so rest is really on my mind. And today's episode is about pulling the curtain back on how you can still make money while you rest and what that preparation should look like if you're needing or craving some time away. And now quick note, I feel like in the entrepreneurial space, especially for women right now, it is more polarizing than it has ever been from people promoting hustle culture to the anti hustlers out there, the manifestors and everyone in between. I want to share where I live and we like to call it where the woo meets the work. If you've read my book, you know that line. And so here's the thing. Hustle is required a lot of times to start a business or to launch something into the world. I recognize that wholeheartedly, but here's where I think we get it wrong. Our hustle, it becomes the norm. It's the go-to, that state of living. And so if that is you, I want today's episode to invite in a little more rest. And hopefully this will help you brainstorm ways to make money while you step away, step back or press the brakes. So are you ready? Let's dive on in. If you love listening to the Gold Digger podcast, you'll love the full lineup of business and entrepreneurial focused podcasts on the HubSpot podcast network, like Marketing Made Simple, hosted by Dr. JJ Peterson. Marketing Made Simple brings you practical tips to make your marketing easy and more importantly, make it work. He's got a robust catalog of ready-to-binge episodes like why your videos aren't engaging customers, an amazing no-cost strategy to get more leads, and how to build your social media content calendar. Listening to Marketing Made Simple wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, first things first, let's not forget that a lot of times entrepreneurship starts with building businesses that require you to trade time in order to earn money. That was how I started as an entrepreneur and how I found myself never really able or willing to log off. And as a photographer, I only got paid when I actually physically showed up. And so the things that I'm sharing today are years in the making. But if anything, I hope that they plant a seed in your brain to start to think about ways that you can make more passive income or create opportunities for you to serve people without you physically having to show up all of the time. A second thing that I want for you to be thinking about is that it's a lot easier to rest or to step away when you have support, whether that's a part-time virtual assistant who manages your inbox or a full-blown team like mine, it is super important for me to acknowledge how lucky I am to have an amazing, incredible team of 10 women, some full-time employees and some contractors who support me so that I can take time away from the business. Now, the cool part about taking a break or taking time away is that if you have a team and they buy into the plan, you can all collectively kind of sprint and then rest. So for my maternity leave, for example, it was a total team effort marathon, and it was very much a sprint at the very end. And everyone was working so hard to prepare different content and launch pieces so that I could either review or record or finalize each piece before I was out soaking up newborn snuggles. And basically the entire team, we all worked super hard. And then we all got to have a slower work period while I was off on maternity leave. I don't want my breaks to just be reserved for me. I want to be able to honor the pace of the team as well. And it was also a really big blessing in terms of timing because Quinn was born right around the holidays. And so what it did was it gave my team more flexibility and also this invitation to slow down, enjoy time with their loved ones without anything urgent or pressing. I personally really encouraged them to honor their workflows when I was gone to get done what needed to get done and also give themselves some margin and extra space for rest while I was away, especially over the holidays. So how do we do all of this? So maybe you're wondering, okay, what does this look like? Let me walk you through some of the biggest pieces that we worked to prepare before collectively taking as a team two whole weeks off for the holidays last year amongst my full-time maternity leave. And I'm going to share what the number one thing you need to do in order to take a break without letting your business lose momentum, as well as I will break down what our numbers look like, which they're honestly pretty amazing during that period of rest. So first things first, Here's the stuff that we had to prepare in order to step away. I want to break down a list of deliverables that were prepped in advance so that we could all enjoy time off with our families over the holidays. So first was what we call evergreen offers. So evergreen basically means recording or creating something once, but having it serve and sell ongoing. In my business when we reference things that are evergreen, I'm basically talking about our course funnels basically our webinars that sell our programs. It's essentially how we get people to my paid courses. Now over the past couple of years we've implemented evergreen trainings for four of our signature courses which basically is kicked off with this invite to a pre-recorded webinar training that I've done on a given topic and then when someone watches the training, They learn new strategies and hear about my available program that will then show them and guide them in how to get themselves results. And so having an evergreen strategy set up is a huge way to ensure that you can have money coming in while you're resting. Essentially, it allows anyone who's interested in the topic or the materials to dip their toe into my teaching style for free and learn how they can get results during a webinar while also then being invited to take the next step in the form of a paid program. If you have an online course or a downloadable guide or a digital product or anything that can be created thoughtfully once, but isn't super time sensitive in context then you might want to consider putting it into evergreen, meaning automating the whole process. And one caveat here, I'm just planting seeds, or maybe this is more of a personal recommendation, is that I highly, highly encourage you that before you put any offer into automation, that you live launch it first. There is just something magical about live launching. Like the energy is different. It gives you a deadline to get things done. And you collect super meaningful data and feedback that will help you make anything automated even more powerful. So start with it live, collect the feedback, make sure that there's proof of concept, make sure people are willing to pay for that. And if an evergreen offer is something that you're curious about, live launch it first, and then pop it into automation after you optimize it. After that, Taking your offer evergreen is going to let people invest and sign up at any point of time, which can be a huge boost for passive income, especially during times away from the business. So maybe you're wondering, okay, this sounds great, but like, how do I get this in front of people? That is number two, Facebook ads. Now evergreen or automated offers are super powerful, but they do require fuel. So if you think about it, you can have a ton of evergreen offers, but in order for them to yield actual results, you have to get them in front of people. And for me, we love and leverage Facebook ads. I've used Facebook ads for years upon years. Yes, it is an investment, but if you follow my advice on evergreen offers, you're not going to feel like it's a super risky investment because you've already proven to yourself that your offer does convert and it can get results in a live portion. Now, Facebook ads are one of the quickest ways to get your offer in front of new people. I look at Facebook ads kind of like throwing gasoline on the fire, where the fire is your offer and the ads are the gas. So here's something I want for you to remember. You don't just want to run ads to a paid offer. In fact, a lot of times people do that. They save their ads budget, they throw it at something when it's live, and they're trying to guide people directly to a purchase. And I'd actually caution against that. You want to run ads to some sort of free piece of value, whether it's a freebie, a download, a webinar, something that requires no financial investment on the viewer's part. And then you want to over-deliver and start the relationship. Now, not only are your ad costs going to be way lower, think about it, running an ad to something free versus running an ad to something paid, your cost per conversion is going to be exceptionally lower, but you're also going to be leveraging ads in order to grow your email list, which we'll talk about in just a sec. So, if you have not leveraged ads yet or done paid ads, I would consider doing so before you take a break so that you have time to tweak and tailor them and test them out to make sure that they convert. There are a lot of different marketing experts out there where they're willing to pay $10 for a conversion as long as they're making $11, right? Like they are just wanting to make sure they're not only breaking even, but having some sort of profit. We are far more conservative in our ad spend. We want to see really tangible results and we want to make sure that our ads are converting really well and we also want to give facebook time with the algorithm to sort out like who are the ideal leads who are the right audiences that are going to click and watch and convert and so i just want to encourage you if you are thinking about taking a break and you're like how am i going to be getting my offers out in front of people do and start running ads before you go on a break And ensure that before you start throwing money at Facebook, that your offers convert, that your systems work. And the only way to know that is to open up your offer to your current audience and see what the response is like and whether people are going to buy before you ever run a single ad. Now, for me, a lot of times what we'll do is we'll set up and schedule our ads in advance. And so in the instance we're talking about in today's show, we ran ads mostly on automation throughout the holidays to keep the business running while we rested and to keep showing up and serving. And in that, we not only made sales, but we were also actively growing our email list while we were off the clock. And this goes to say too, we are always running ads in my business, 90% of our ads are running towards free offers, just in an attempt to get in front of new audiences to serve, 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 to show up, give free value, and then to build that relationship that will allow us to eventually sell based off of the customer's needs and desires. So this guides us into number three, which is email Marketing. Now, I talk about email lists. It is probably one of my most geekiest passions on planet Earth. And I hinted at this in the last one that if you've been here any amount of time, then you know how much I believe in and care about email lists. My email list is the number one way that I drive profits in my business, and it's a number one priority in my business. And so I know that if I want to drive results, I always start with my list and look at how I can leverage it. So what did my list do while I was off? Well, it did what it always does. It served my subscribers. Continuing our content schedule over holidays and breaks and honestly, all of the time is a really important value that we have as a brand because we want to show up consistently and stay committed to serving our audience. And while an email might drop into your inbox on any given day, it doesn't always mean I'm sitting there typing it out like on Christmas Eve, sharing content for my email list then. I love to prep and schedule much of our content ahead of time, holidays or not, so that we can create from a place of ease with this pure heart of service and not out of last minute stress. So, before the holiday break, I outlined, prepped, and scheduled a total of four emails to send out while we were off dreaming of gingerbread houses and peppermint lattes. And so, over that two week period, we sent out four emails. One email was to simply wish my email list happy holidays and to say thank you for supporting me and being on this journey with me. One email was to encourage my email list to do a simple end of the year audit with me. And I walked them through that. One shared how we were spending our holidays as a team and shared a new podcast episode. And then the last one kicked off the new year and made the very first announcement about my book. Now, these were all emails that were written in advance and we had set them up to deploy at specific times and also notice that none of them were really selling anything. They are just allowing us to stay front of mind for my audience and to keep on serving. The number one thing that I see happen with email lists is that people start to grow them and they forget to serve them. So they only reach out to their list when they have something to sell. And my goal is to really just show up and be the source of encouragement and light And so my emails are very rarely salesy or pushing anything. And so if you look at like those four emails that went out, we were just sharing a new podcast episode talking about my book. We didn't even have a link to purchase it. It was just an announcement. And so if you're thinking email marketing is this salesy spammy thing, I want for you to know, we drove massive results while dropping into inboxes with pure delight. And This isn't just the case for these two weeks. This is just how we do things. And this is all on purpose. We have other pieces and funnels running to promote the sales of various offers, like our evergreen funnels that I talked about. We use things like website pop-ups. And so I really wanted to keep our emails active, but also warm-hearted and friendly in tone so that people don't feel like they're getting bombarded with sales emails, especially during their holiday break. Again, like if I want time off with my family, I want for my subscribers to also be invited to enjoy that as well. And pro tip here, if you do not have an email list yet, or you're not even sure how to build one or what it takes, I want for you to go to listbuildchallenge.com. I have a totally free five-day mini course that literally walks you through step-by-step on how to start your list, on how to create a form, on how to send an email. There are tutorials. There is a daily walkthrough. It is five days and you can get it all for free. It is listbuildchallenge.com for my totally free five-day list building challenge. It'll get you started and on your journey. Number four was scheduling podcasts for this very show. Now this show, it never skips a beat. And I always want to keep showing up and serving you. And honestly, it's built into how I work that I'm always recording things in advance so that we can set it up and serve you each Monday and Wednesday. And here's the thing. If you haven't noticed it yet, consistency is a huge thing for me. Like when I do something in my life, I commit to a way of showing up. Then I systemize it and make it super easy for me to establish what I've got to create in order to stay consistent, even if I'm absent. And I think a lot of the time stepping away just feels overwhelming because if you have a lack of systems, your initial response is to just straight up ghost, which will likely give you zero results while you step away. And so this is another invitation or a seed to plant in that you want to create a rhythm in your life and in your business so that whenever you're working You know exactly what needs to be done. You know what to create in advance. You also know how to provide consistency that not only serves your audience, but it also gives you a framework for taking time off. Like it is so easy for me to say, Hey, I want to take this time off. Here's exactly what needs to get done before I remove myself from the business for a while. And so if you do not have that utter clarity in that, I am inviting you to figure out how you consistently want to show up and create systems around that. So when I look back in my prep for three months off, the biggest piece of preparing for my maternity leave was definitely sitting down and batch recording dozens upon dozens of interviews and solo shows so that I could truly step away from that aspect of the brand while getting to spend time with our tiniest little family member, Quinn. And if you think about it, we create eight episodes a month. So I wanted three months off and a little bit buffer. So we're talking about 30 episodes created in advance. Now that requires a lot of work, a lot of coordination and a lot of time at the mic. But it also freed us up for months without having to record. And that was really freeing for me. And the funny thing about this was Kylie, my podcast producer, joined my team when we were preparing for maternity leave with Coco. So she had done this before. like We had been through this sort of prep together before. We knew it would be a massive sprint, but we also knew that on the other side of that sprint was a lot of rest. So we were able to do the three plus months of batching. And while it was definitely intense at times, it was also so incredibly worth it. When looking at that two-week window of time off for my team, of course, we released four episodes over the holiday break. And as they published, we had also pre-prepared and scheduled social posts that help us promote the new shows. And so it was honestly really hands-off. You know the phrase, easy as pie, right? Well, anyone who's actually made a pie from scratch, from the buttery, flaky crust to the perfectly sweet filling, knows that making pies is, in fact, very difficult. But you know what is easy? Integrating, automating, and scaling your business with HubSpot. The HubSpot CRM platform seamlessly transforms customer data into usable insights. Like, what's the average time it takes to respond to a customer service request? And how can we get better at it? The HubSpot service hub brings all your data and support channels into one place so your team can spend less time hunting for information and more time delighting your customers. Plus, seamless connectivity with marketing and sales hubs means every person on your team has a crystal clear picture of your customer. It's easy as HubSpot. Learn how HubSpot can make it easier for your business to grow better at HubSpot.com. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Now, number five is another topic that I'm highly passionate about Pinterest. Um, I was recently in a room with a lot of really successful business owners and I was like, just talking about the power of pinterest i was like if you are not on pinterest you are missing out and i kind of feel like this episode is going in this direction of me just reviewing all of my favorite marketing methods but i want to remind you right now if you are not leveraging pinterest if you do not have a process set up now is the time there is a reason that each one of these items is a necessity on my list and it's because they move the needle forward and On top of actually generating real results, these things are relatively light lifts. And the best part is, is that most of them can be automated or scheduled in advance. So Pinterest, if you're not super familiar, is not just another social media platform. It is a search engine and there are humans on there searching for what it is that you create. Now, the most beautiful part of Pinterest, one of the greatest reasons why I love it, other than the endless kitchen and home inspiration, is that your content lives on there forever and ever. Like even old pins, we're talking months, sometimes even years old, can drive fresh visitors to your site and your resources. So when people go onto Pinterest and search for topics, results don't just show up chronologically, but by relevance to the search. So the shelf life of your work on Pinterest is months versus posts that live and die within a few hours on platforms like Instagram. So here's the best part. We spend about an hour a week total on our Pinterest strategy, and we get millions upon millions of impressions and tens of thousands of site visitors each month. If we're talking about ROI, return on investment for your time and energy, Pinterest will give you the biggest bang for your buck. And the best part is, is that all of this can be scheduled in advance. So we basically take every piece of content and pin it to Pinterest so that it is alluring to pinners wanting to learn more about any of the topics we share about, whether it's on my blog or podcast, we can even pin to Instagram posts and use Pinterest to grow our Instagram. And I cannot recommend building a Pinterest strategy more because here's what's happening. A lot of people are spending so much time creating content that they're not thinking about the strategy required to get people to actually see the content they're creating. And so if you want to increase traffic, especially while you're resting or away from your business, and especially if you're not ready for paid ads and you're not sure how to do that, you need to leverage Pinterest. Now, if this is a brand new concept or something that you've been meaning to dive in on and you want to learn more about it, I have a full training at teachmetopin.com. That is teachme2pin.com. It's a full training on how to use Pinterest to drive traffic to your work for free. Okay, number six, pop-ups. Let's talk about how we can leverage pop-ups. Yes, website pop-ups. No, they are not spammy, at least if you do them right. So if you are not catching my drift here, so much of how we make money while we step away or rest is leveraged off of getting people to our content. And once we get there, we have a plan for them. Pop-ups are one of our low-key secret weapons that aren't super secret anymore because I keep talking about them on here. But pop-ups on your website and your blog can be highly strategic, highly targeted, highly specific, and high converting if used in the right way. And so the best way that we found to use pop-ups is to put them on our blog content and strategically point readers to related useful resources. Basically, they just act as a guide for the next step that we want someone to take. So for example, if we publish a blog post about social media, we might add a pop-up on that post that points someone to a freebie with Instagram tips or my free Instagram training. The goal here is to collect their email address so that we can serve them in their inbox, but also to let them know that there is plenty more of where that came from on any given topic that they are reading about. So the pop-up basically leads viewers to a related topic that they're likely to be interested in. And it also gives us a chance to catch their email address and then build a relationship with them in their inbox, which you already know I show up consistently in. Can you see how all of this is so interconnected? So we continued publishing blog content throughout the holiday break using scheduled Facebook and social media posts to promote the already scheduled blog content. And we just wanted to make sure that each blog post was tied to more resources, both in the footer of the actual content and with the pop up, which allowed us to keep readers on our site longer and connect them to the next thing they'd find interesting or helpful and hopefully to invite them to give us their email address so that we could get in touch with them about more resources. Number seven, and this is the final one before I do our financial breakdown is SEO strategy. This is search engine optimization. So this isn't exactly something that we had to do right before we left or anything that we had to prepare in order to leave or step away. But I want to bring up this important topic because it does allow us to sign off and still drive results. So SEO is actually something we've really been dialing into over the past year or two. Specifically, we started digging really deep into it in 2020. And we wanted to try and improve every area of our SEO on our digital universe, from our website to blog posts, even using correct SEO keywords in social media posts. Now, having a strong SEO strategy is something that will pay you in spades as time goes on. Because if you think about it, If you're working so hard on creating content, but no one is finding it, it's not really doing anything for you. And so SEO helps Google do the work of prioritizing your content on the internet. So it is something that you should at least prioritize in terms of getting seen. And I know it sounds intimidating. Like I absolutely get it. So if you are looking for ways to boost your SEO, I have a couple of past episodes to help you start You can either go to jennacutcherblog.com and type in SEO or search engine optimization, or scroll back to episode 177, which is the entrepreneur's guide to SEO with how to hacks and tricks to get traffic. And episode 259, which covers SEO basics to refresh your site right now. So SEO is an ongoing task for us, which we know pays off. And so anytime that we have a slower time or a break, We really focus in on our SEO content strategy so that we can show up organically in searches. It is also a mega fueler for our Pinterest strategy because a lot of the keyword strategy for SEO also plays into Pinterest and it helps us to generate ongoing traffic for things like our affiliate offers that create consistent income boosts because we've created so many easily searchable resources that are aligned with our different offers, products, and affiliate partnerships. Okay. So here's the part you've probably been waiting for. What did the brand do while we rested for two weeks? Let's look at the numbers from the holidays last year. So we made about $45,000 on course sales between December 23rd and January 6th when my team was off for holiday break and I was still on maternity leave. Now keep in mind, I was off for three months, but this was the two-week window where my whole team was peeled back and with their families. So $45,000 on course sales between our shop sales through Shopify, which were about $1,750 and our affiliate partnerships, which earned us around $40,000 during that two-week window, along with our podcast that brought in over $25,000 during that two-week time, You can see that the brand was still running and generating massive amounts of income while we were away. Now, there were a few other things that were also bringing in income, but as you can see, the brand made over $100,000 in a two-week window while we were unplugged, me watching Frozen with Coco and Baby Quinn, my team with their loved ones over the holidays, And let me be honest, I always get a little squeamish and leery of sharing results or digits like this, because obviously what I am sharing here, these are not overnight results. This is just proof of all of the strategies that I shared in today's episode, being at play consistently when I'm not resting so that they can generate results while I am resting. And I actually don't share these numbers for anyone to compare or feel like that's what they should be achieving over a two week holiday period by any means. But I do think it's important to paint the possibility for you so you can imagine what is possible for you and your business and your rest. And I also just want to celebrate the results of what our team's prep work afforded us while we rested. Things like job security and business longevity and proof that all of our hard work, a lot of it behind the scenes, literally paid off. I also know that you know this, but you have to remember that these numbers are gross revenue. And so after you figure in, you know, payroll and taxes and advertising costs like Facebook ads and other expenses like subscriptions, obviously our take home is not that amount of money. That's just an important detail to keep in mind, which I know, you know. When it comes to content creation, you either do it because you love it or because you know it's a powerful business tool. Now, either way, it takes a ton of work. Whether you're building your website from scratch or struggling to manage payments, you need Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate one-stop shop that's been my go-to for almost a decade. Yes, nearly a decade. It's designed to help creators and entrepreneurs build thriving online businesses with steady recurring income. Whether it's blogging, coaching, or podcasting, Kajabi Javi makes it simple to transform your passion into profitable online courses, exclusive membership sites, and so much more. Today's tips come from years of planning and creating and serving and showing up. But I hope that today inspires you to think about how you are building consistency and frameworks and strategy into your business and how you are focused on getting the best ROI for your time and efforts and how you're showing up and also how you're confidently prioritizing rest, knowing that you are building something that can run while you are away. One big thing that we're about at my company here is working ahead and knocking things off of the list in order to be fully and completely able to rest without worrying about something that didn't get done or without feeling like there's anything urgent pulling you out of your life. So much of this work is long game type projects like taking your offers evergreen or building up your SEO strategy or even planning out content ahead of time. But it's the kind of work that will continue to support you and your business and to keep the wheels running even if you want or you need to hit pause. And it's not something that you should feel like you need to tackle all before your next vacation or holiday or even within the next year. Like I said at the top of the show, so many of these pieces have been years in the works. Heck, even growing my team to what it is today has taken me over six years. So there you have it how my business made money while we stepped away. And I hope this goes without saying, but the point of this episode wasn't to give you this quick and easy to-do list, but more so to hand over my own blueprint, my own strategy that is so interconnected of how I know things need to get done and what I know needs to happen in order to keep my business running even while we're not. There was once a time in my life where I recognized the real somber fact that if I didn't show up, I didn't get paid. And I committed to myself that I would build a business that was able to run while I rested. And so I hope today the seeds have been planted and I truly cannot wait to see how you tend to them so that soon you can reap the reward of the harvest and bask in the magnificence of it all while you rest. So plant today in order to reap the benefits later so that you and maybe even your team can experience balance and margin while your business continues to thrive. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. Of course, until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals.